Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello and welcome to the On The Box podcast, the television show podcast on the Anfield Index podcast channel. And we're back, we're back in 2019. It's been a long time, so much going on in life. I haven't had a chance to do this show for a while. Liverpool also doing amazingly well, so that takes priority, AI Pro, etc, etc. But there was a television show that I really, really enjoyed. It was, it was called You. And to cover You... I have, first and foremost, Nina Kauser. Nina, welcome back to On The Box. Hi, thank you for having me again. I'm like old piece of furniture now. I know, Cobra Kai, wasn't it, I think we did. Is, is that the last one we did? That was the last one, yeah. Yeah, and that was another one that I really enjoyed from last year. So this this was a, this was another one uh, before the year ended that we, we watched, I watched, and uh, we thought it was definitely worth doing. Uh, for the first time ever on... The On The Box podcast, we actually have a filmmaker, uh, an award-winning independent filmmaker as well, I should add, uh, Iqbal Mohammed. Iqbal, how are you doing, buddy? I'm great. Thanks, Gags. Thanks for having me on. No, no problem at all. It's your debut as well on the podcast. Have you done a podcast before? Never. Do you know what? I've always wanted to do one, so thanks for having me. Um, wow. I'll see you for many good at this, to be honest. Wow. So but the, anyone that doesn't know, he's the crusher of dreams. He ruined Rocky for us, right? I was going to say that. I was going to say, if, if anyone remembers, and this went viral, uh, kind of, on uh, on my social media, when we retweeted <laughs> Iqbal's uh, tweet about the whole Rocky and Mr. T and B.A. Baraka stuff. Well, not B.A., it was, it was, it was uh, Clubber Lang. Yeah. Clubber Lang. Yeah. Uh, he was the real hero. <laughs> he was. All, all, all of it started because of Nina's blooming, um, oh no, who was it? Was it you? Yeah, your yeah, childhood was. childhood has been ruined <laughs> and it's been ruined again. Hey, wait a minute. Look, in my opinion, Clubber Lang was the hero in that, in my opinion. And I, and I put the reasons why. And when you look back at it now, you think, oh gosh, yeah, I didn't know that. And do you know what? It did. It, it kind of got so many retweets because of that. And also one of my, one of my friends, um, Anthony Crawler retweeted it, and he was wow. like, "He was like, do you know what? You've spoiled my best film." <laughs> <It was laughs> that's so, the boxer. That's the boxer, right? I don't, I, yeah, I think yeah, it is the boxer. Yeah, the boxer is one yeah. of your, is your friend very nice indeed. Sorry, go on then. 
I was just going to say, you know what? I went back to watch Karate Kid and, you know, um, Danny, da- Daniel's son, I just watched him back and I was like, you little asshole. I dare not go back to watch Rocky. I mean, like, that was like the film that my, me and my dad always used to watch together. So I will not go back and I will not have it ruined. Um, I'm keeping it pure and simple. But uh, I'm trying to get yeah. my girls into watching Creed or these films and they just won't go into boxing at all. They watch everything else. They just won't. I mean, I got, I got the elder one and my nephew to watch Inception last night and they absolutely loved it. They, they, it's the first time they've watched it because they're, they're young, aren't they? 14 and, right. and, and, uh, 22, I think he is. They're both, so they both watched it together and they actually did a mini podcast after the film. It's like they just sat there talking about it and I just thought, this is, this is so good. Dad pulls out his recorder. <laughs> Talk a bit. Talk a bit. Ah, talking of stalkers. Let's do this. So as you know, on this, on the box, uh, on the box podcast, I haven't done it for so long that I'm even fucking up the name, folks. Sorry. I apologize. But, um, Hanging out with me. Yeah. What we do is the butcher of names. Uh, <laughs> the butcher. Nina Kaz, the butcher of names going got style. Daenerys. Uh, what we do first and foremost, some of you love to come and listen to this show and we really appreciate that. And then go and watch the show afterwards and come back and finish the pod. So what we'll do is we'll do as usual a non-spoiler discussion to start off with. Uh, we're just going to go through exactly what type of show it is, whether, and then you can decide whether you think you're going to watch this or not and carry on listening to us talk about it or, or in fact, go and watch it. So Nina's pretty much giving it away what it's about while there. It's literally a stalker. It is. Yeah. It's just about a stalker who sees a girl one day. I say one day, but this, in my opinion, has happened many times before. You don't just miraculously in your 20s just develop this sort of obsession with someone you know it must have happened before where you just start stalking someone on social media in real life and just go through their life and um start thinking that you should be part of it really that's i mean that's exactly what it's about nina what do you think yeah um i have to agree with that um uh, the more you got into the show you realize that he was more obsessed with the idea of stalking someone than the actual person that he was stalking does that make sense because not only um like obviously he had victims and certain like interests female interests but he would stalk all facets of of that that person's life so he knew everything about their friends and he was just no, he but I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure about that, though. I'm not so sure it was just the the stalking that he loved. I think he did want to get close to that person. He did end up not, getting no, used no, to that person. No, don't get me wrong. He yeah. he he was he was obsessed with the idea of being in a relationship. Yes, but I think he loved the aspect of stalking, like that girl. I mean, we're going to go into. I mean, we're trying to do a non-spoiler, so I'm going to keep it non-spoiler. But yeah. as we get on, there's a person in his life, um, a bit of a rebound zero interest in her because she's not some kind of conquest to him or somebody yeah. that he had to chase if that makes yeah. sense so to me that puts it over the line that he was actually more obsessed with the idea of stalking i don't know what you guys think stalking and then being able to gain access into that person's life and then it's about power right it, and control, it's, yes. it's power yes. and it's about power and control you know everything yeah i think i think for me it was more like you, you see this all the time where you get self-proclaimed nice guys thinking that they are basically the answer to that person's problems yeah. and they'll do anything to kind of prove that. And I think that's exactly what he thought he was. Mm. And that's, that's pretty, a pretty good synopsis really. And it's just about her friendship circle and his effect on that and, you know, what he does to control that, uh, the problems he faces 
um, how obsessed he gets. All these things happen. So have you seen anything like this before? Uh, Nina, first you, have you ever seen a show like this before when the stalking goes that crazy? Not really, no. Um, I just, I found it very unique. I found it very fresh. I mean, yeah, of course there's some things like films about stalkers. What was that film with them? Oh gosh, uh, if someone can help me out. I think it was with, um, Robin Williams, um, where he develops photographs and he's a bit of a creep. Oh. You know which one I mean, right? Photo something? One hour photo. One hour photo. Yeah. I watched it a million years ago, but you know, something along the lines of that. Maybe Amelie as well, because she's a bit strange and she likes following people, mm. the French film. Um, but nothing like this. And I love the fact that it was, um, each episode felt like a, a mini film to me, if that makes sense. Yeah. 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 And we'll, we'll talk about the, direction of it all because we've got a filmmaker on for once and we'll, we'll go through all that as well later I'm in the... I'm happy to answer those questions guys. <laughs> Shut the hell up. <laughs> right and uh, and basically um, I think I think I nev- I've never seen anything like it either Iqbal I've never seen anything no, I think the, the TV one, show. Yeah the one thing that it reminded me of was especially the narrative and the, and the narration of it was was Dexter I'm not sure if you've seen Dexter before but Oh gosh yes I've heard about that yeah, I so tried to get into that. Couldn't I? Really couldn't. It, that's pretty slow. But I mean, each episode there's something kicking off, but it kind of links together a lot slower than this. It's not as linear as this, as such. But um, I have to say, like the actual narration, getting into the character, the protagonist's head, and I think that's what tried to draw the. That's what draws the audience because you actually know what he's thinking, rather than having to figure it out yourself. And I think that's what kind of. That's what kind of got the audience and the viewer involved as such. Okay, that's that's a really good intro into it. And then just to finish this little intro section off, uh, this show was on Lifetime in the, a channel on the, in the USA, and it debuted uh, around September time. And I think it averaged around a million or just under a million viewers a week. And the actual guy who created it, the producer and the creator, um, uh, Greg Berlanti, uh, basically got a bit of a shock when Lifetime said, you know, we, um, we're, we're not going to renew this for a second season. And he was, he knew, he felt in, inside himself that they'd done something special with this show. They actually thought they'd built something that was really good. That'd be really interested. And, um, and, he, and, and, you know, this guy has done stuff like Riverdale, Arrow, Blind Spot. Uh, and he just thought that he was onto something special, but I think Lifetime just wasn't a big enough show. And, and Netflix bought the rights to just overseas stuff and, and the streaming rights to the show. And at that point when they did, they did buy it. It was already cancelled for season two. So all of a sudden though, Netflix, it, it went absolutely crazy. And this is where we, we, uh, I watched it, Nina watched it. And then I think Iqbal's watched it as well. That's where we all watched it. And, uh, it pretty much, and Netflix never ever, report anything on you know the, the the amount of people that watch their shows but they've said it was on track to be watched by 40 million households within the first four weeks of it of it being on the service now it's the first time a show has ever gone from dead to super super supersonic successful like that in the history of tv i think um, you know, stuff like Breaking Bad and stuff was successful on NBC and you know, wherever it was on and then revived on, on Netflix. But this is the first time something had died a death 
and been brought back like this and had a season two, uh, sanctioned within, within weeks. So they're, they're shooting that next month, I believe. So, I mean, the power of Netflix, Iqbal here is something. It's, it's, it's become its own little thing now where a television channel doesn't have the power now in, in the US of, of Netflix. I think it's the same with film now. I think a lot of these studios, especially in Hollywood now, they're not, they're having to recognize Netflix as a true um, source of viewership really as in where they have, they have to actually accept the fact that some people aren't willing to go to the cinema and pay 15 pound, 20 pound, wherever you are in the country, you know, you have Netflix and that especially um, I've got to, mention one film that's been uh, nominated for 10 Academy Awards, Roma, which has absolutely, especially with the director saying, look, they, there's no actual outlet for my film because it's a foreign language film. I had to go straight to Netflix because it would have only got one week in the cinema, which mm-hmm. is true, especially for a foreign, foreign language film. So to actually put it on Netflix and have an audience there already, I think is a massive thing. It's something that we all have to kind of take into consideration when actually um, something isn't accepted in the theatres or, or anything like that. So it's had to mention that, really. Yeah, that's a great example. Roma's done fantastically. I need to get time to watch that, actually. Loads of people are saying I should watch it. 139 million paying subscribers, Nina. 58.5 million in the States, the rest of it worldwide. That's a phenomenon from what it used to be selling videos. I mean, sorry, rental videos. <laughs> sending videos out like love film to people. I mean, this is, um, and obviously the power they have on social media. They, they, they absolutely marketed this beautifully. I mean, I don't know if you guys watched any of the Netflix Instagram stories of you. But I thought they no. nailed. Ah, oh, they nailed it. For they- me, it was more of like word of mouth. So you, Gags, you as many of my shows that I watch, you <laughs> recommended it to me. Yeah, yeah Gags was like, Gags, like, you really need to watch this show. You and I was like, oh my god, I, you know, I was like in the middle of like Better Call Saul, the first season, because I'm behind. I live under a rock, and he was like, you need to start this show, and I was like, oh no, I don't think I can because I have commitment issues with shows. Like they, I find them really overwhelming, and he's like, there's only ten episodes. I was like, okay, I can do this. Uh, And uh, he goes, just watch one episode that night. And three episodes later, I was like, I think I should go to sleep now. You know, because the first episode is that good. Yeah, it just hooks you in straight away. And I think, you know, there's a lot of emphasis and gravitas on, like, the first episode. It always does that. Like, I I introduced you to Californication, and I think the pilot episode really sucked you in as well, right? Mm. And I felt like this certainly had the power as well. I felt like, you know, the episodes were a nice length as well. I like, I like, were they about 40 minutes? No, I think think they were an hour, but they they felt, they they were fast-paced. They were yeah, slow. It, they yeah. felt a lot, you know, shorter than what they were. And I feel like a lot of this show was um, basically word of mouth. It was like a domino effect. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and you know what? We're going to end the spoiler section here, a non-spoiler section here, folks. So if you do want to go watch it, watch it now, because I'm going to go into the actual show now with Iqbal and, and, and Nina, and we're going to talk about everything and, and spoil the shit out of it. So... <laughs> switch off now if you want to watch it so go and watch it otherwise those of you that's staying here we go so well the the beauty i thought of this was the um the way they tried to go into the mind of the stalker and obviously the narration of it all and yeah. you know when when he first sees it and let's talk about 
let's talk about characters and Joe is the main character. So we'll kick off with him. The first thing you see, uh, is, is from his eyes, basically, you see Beck walking in, who's the, who's the person he's going to stalk in the show. And, um, uh, just before we do do that, Joe, I think he's from Gossip Girl, uh, Penn Badgley, I think, and, and, uh, Gwynu, and, and was then, he in, was he in John Tucker Must Die as well, the older brother? Oh. Uh, Shout! I don't know. Was he? Yes, yes, he was. Yes, he was. I knew yes, recognised him, yes, and he also looks like a very young Roger Federer. Oh come on! Well, I, I think your sister agrees yeah. with you on that one. That one, she, she does. She yeah, does. She does. Yeah. She's hooked now as well. I'm not seeing her. And, uh, maybe she's avoiding me. True. Maybe she's stalking you. Anyway, and also Elizabeth Lael, uh Beck, Guinevere Beck was is in Once Upon a Time, so that's something. Oh, told you that and also in blacklist as well well no i'm on an imdb i can do it for myself don't worry so he's not prepared it's me she's so shit anyway basically um iqbal what i really loved about it so we've just talked about what they've done in the past so they are they are you know renowned or known uh but she walks in to his bookstore which is where he's working and just the way he he analyzes the woman was yeah. the first thing that hit me immediately of the show. And I was like, yeah. I've never seen that before. I've never seen that done before. So I just really liked, I mean, obviously you shouldn't like it because he's a stalker. And it's, <laughs> it's, it's, but it was entertaining in a, in the mind of a stalker. He was reading it. You, it's what grips you straight away because you're actually in the mind straight away. Yeah. And you're saying who, not only who is this girl, who the hell is this guy? Right. Like, cause. This, this many, we know there's people like out there like that, but we don't know what's going through their mind. And I think it kind of grips you because it's his voice and we kind of understand what he's looking at. And what does anybody remember what he was saying? Because um, it was just like creepy stuff, wasn't it? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, you know what freaks me out when, when, she, when, when he goes, oh, she's got her top button open oh she's not wearing a bra oh she's reaching over she wants me to have a look she wants attention sat, yeah yes yeah and i'm sat there thinking do like as, as a female like do guys actually think all this because obviously you don't know what's going on inside the mind of a guy and then when she's about to pay for the book and he's like oh you're paying by card you want me to know your name and i'm like oh my god i'm never going to waterstones ever again <laughs> see that's 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 definitely not true like i don't think uh, people people pay by card now Right. So I just yeah. think she was playing by card and it's the way his mind is warped. Yeah. I think that you know, what you just stated yeah. there just shows exactly how fucked up his head is that he <laughs> makes everything into a reason to stop the girl. Into deeper that he is a damaged product. Yeah. Yeah. And, get, yeah. And like people but initially, probably initially, I'm talking about that first scene, you know, like you, that did, that was the first thought that went into my head. Like, fuck me. Exactly. But you thought of it that way. I thought it was, uh, I thought of it as like, yeah, but Jesus. you're a guy. Jesus, you, know, you, you, also, you, you don't have those thoughts. But yeah. as a female, you think shit. That's fine. But like I said, what I thought was that Jesus, you really want a reason. Uh, but I just thought he really wants a reason to stalk this girl. Exactly. And for me, like, look, you don't get to 20 something years old and have this thought for the first time. There must have been another occasion where a pretty young lady has walked in and he's had this exact same thought. This does not happen. Or this is not just creep up on you in your mid twenties. Like, I want to know what's happened in his past because, you know, the spiral spoiler alert. But obviously, his ex girlfriend comes back, and we understand like what's gone on. But 
even that was in his 20s. So I want to know what happened as a, as a child. Well, you then know, you, we can spoil now. So we can go and we know a little bit, don't we? His, uh, his, the person whose bookstore it is, he's been abusing him, hasn't he? As a, as a, as a child. Yeah, was, and I, and yeah. I, I've, I, I've got a theory on that. I think he's led a very, very sheltered life. I think he's a very closed personality, not very comfortable in in social surroundings. Mm. And the way he gets close to people is by stalking them and kind of feeling them out on social media, if that makes sense. Absolutely. It's just a theory. Absolutely. I, I, yeah, go on. Kind of, yeah, he's distanced himself really. I think mm. a lot of people don't necessarily like to make the first move. If you, if you remember, um, his both the interactions with with Beck and Candice, they actually made the first move in 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 respect of them talking to to uh, to Joe. If you think of what he's actually done, he's he's trying to get in from a distance rather than actually approach the ladies them, himself. He's kind of giving them a reason. Like for example, Candice was helping her out with um, was it stuff in in the back of the boot? Was that right? Yeah, and then. So, like, he was just walking past, so happened to walk past um, her car. And the same thing with Candice, who was there trying to justify a reason to speak to her. Do you know what I mean? So I think these type of people, they try to kind of come into your life via social media and just try to make it happen or as if it's happened by coincidence. So obviously, Nin, it's how do you get access to someone's social media and uh he was he was well lucky for him joe uh she she fell <laughs> she fell in, in uh, on the train tracks didn't she oh. and uh he's had to save her and at the same time he steals her phone so that, that was that was the start now this bit like it's a little bit exaggeration how he stays logged into her phone i don't know how that works First and foremost, how he was able to get all the messages, even the current messages. Surely you get told that you're logged into two, you know, you can check if you're in two Apple or Android, you know, you're logged into two devices, whatever. I just, that was the bit that kind of miffed me a little bit. I think a lot of it wasn't um, realistic, let's be honest. But I think what it was trying to say was, you know, a lot of people are a little naive to, um, what certain people will, what extreme certain people will go to to kind of get close to you in your life, really. I think that's what it's, what it's trying to say. But um, I think what it does is it exaggerates the truth slightly. Yeah. And that was some extreme stuff, wasn't it, from Joe to, to fucking, to, um, to, 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 you know, save her and then obviously uh, watch her uh, at home then for the rest of the, the rest of the couple of days or something, it was fucking dodge. I mean, just... What I don't get is this guy, he, he took a day off from work to just follow her. Like, who, I'm sorry, but who does who does that? Well, um, I think I think it, it, you, later on you find out he's pretty much the boss because the boss yeah. is not well. So yeah. he does what he wants. Yeah. You yeah. know what bothered me about that whole watching her from the apartment? Why the fuck hasn't she got curtains? Oh, well, I, yeah, that was it another just winds thing. me up. I'm like, are you for real? And some of the shit that she was doing as well, I was like, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. It was disgusting. And what he was doing was disgusting as well, trying to like, <laughs> jerk off. Like, and the woman comes, oh my God, like, what the hell? Like, it was, it was, it was way weird. But, uh, like you said, he, he just goes from next, from extreme to extreme and murder, 
was was next for him, wasn't it? Well, I mean, he, he he he's the lines from first you think just stalking and obsessiveness, but then it goes real. Like at the yeah, end of the episode, you're just like, what the fuck. I was like, do you know? I'll be honest. Is this was this was this the pilot or was this the second episode? No, no. Like, I think he gets him at the end in the pilot of the pilot, but he doesn't kill him to like no. Two or three, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I, I'll be honest. I, around two or three, I want. I, I didn't want to watch anymore to be honest because I was like, <laughs> I, I, I was like, I'm not rooting for this guy. I'm like, I tried my hardest to like Joe. I was like there must be something about him do you know there must be a reason and i can tell you something the only reason right the only the only thing the writers put in there was paco was the yes. little kid right now paco only exists in this story to humanize joe he has no mm-hmm. other purpose in this story but now if that is enough to to give you to make you feel empathy for joe then fair enough, but for me it wasn't. Well, people like to watch the Punisher and stuff like that, and he's killing the bad guys, and he's killing people, and you you root for the Punisher, right? So why can't you root for Joe when this guy had also murdered someone, Benji? He'd also murdered someone, yeah, drowned him. But the thing was, the Punisher killed people that were responsible for his wife's death. You know, there's a more no, not only that, mur- not only that, he murders he murders just people that are bad. That's what he does. Yeah, exa- exactly, exactly. And he's called the Punisher. This guy actually. In, you know, went to extreme lengths of stalking, then in his mind told himself that these people are no good for these people, so I'm going to eliminate them from that person's life, when it's not really his call or his say, and but really the, they're, they're actually innocent people. Yeah, they might be arseholes, they might no, no, be No, 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 it wasn't innocent. Like he killed someone. Benji had also killed somebody. Did yeah, you remember the video that he found? Yeah, that he drowned yeah. someone? Yeah, I mean, look. So, so all I'm just, I'm just driving, I'm just drawing the parallel here, that you can root for someone in a show that's murdering bad people, but you can't root for someone in a show that's murdering bad people. But what I'm saying is, he wasn't killing that person for the person that he'd murdered. He was yeah. doing it for his own gain. Of course. I think he found a reason, though, didn't he? That's what he was doing. <laughs> I think for every action that he's doing, he's finding a reason for it. And yeah. I think that that's why I just couldn't, I couldn't take to this lead character because, no, I've never watched a TV show where I've actually wanted the protagonist to die so much, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's the key, though. I think you're supposed to hate him. I don't think you're supposed to like Joe. I think the whole, the first time in a, in a show, you are actually hooked because you're like, is he going to get caught? Is he going to get, and you know he's not going to, but how's he going to get out of this next, yeah. the trouble, you know, and it's, and edge of your seat stuff, is she going to find out? And he, he constantly does it. I mean, obviously, then he's then, the, the Can stuff. I just say as well, I love the fact that the bookstore is his headquarters for all his demon behaviour. Yeah, he doesn't need the internet, does he? No, he does not. Like when he needed to dispose of him, uh, the, the lad's body, I forget his name. Um, and he, yeah, he goes, well, I can't fucking Google that. So, you know, he, he starts going through books, which I just thought was really clever, by the way. Yeah, that's that's really good writing, I think. That's when you get into mm. something saying, yeah. setting it up in a bookstore and a really antique type bookstore as well. Mm-hmm. Where, yeah. you know, and that's one of the other beautiful things of it is this is why he's so knowledgeable on the subject of stalking itself and then crimes and whatever, because he's got an, he's got access to so much literature there to keep him going. He's probably read everything as well. So he's not, he's a smart guy. 
that's that's the thing about Joe. He's not dumb. He's not stupid. He's he's literally like one of the most clever people you're going to meet. That's, yeah. That gets away with all this stuff, and so they set it up. The backdrop for him is perfect. I think as a as a show, as a writer, whoever's done it. I mean, the writers, obviously, the producers, whatever. They that they, they. I think they they found the right backdrop for a for a stalker, serial killer type of person. Um, in terms of a show, do you think though, guys? A lot of his um, uh, you know, um, obviously he murders people and he has those tendencies. But I feel like they were nurtured by the the boss of the bookstore because remember that quotes people deserve to die and when he kills for the first time he kind of helps him to dispose of the evidence so it kind of makes me believe did that guy um i forget the owner's name but was he the same yeah i think he was um i think he was the same exactly the same he must have killed people as well i think he's kind of nurturing him into that sort of character I think all of this, you're not necessarily born to be a serial killer. You, you're kind of nurtured into that, to be honest. I totally agree. I think it's all down to him. And I also think that, um, I also think that the season two will probably delve into a little bit more about the past and how he, he became who he is. Yeah. And how Paco um, becomes one. Yeah. And maybe, yeah, how Paco becomes the next Joe, because it's obviously towards the end, you see Paco doing dodgy things as well because of loyalty. Out of loyalty, um, and that and yeah, that is crazy. I mentioned Paco has no purpose in this other than, other than Joe. Yeah. So yeah. I think I mean look, I mean the way I see it for me. But then, do you not think Iqbal that maybe he sees Paco as a young him, and maybe he realised that he was abused, and even though like he mm. has he has opened this kid up to some fucked up shit, like killing his stepdad or whatever he was, I forget his name, Ronnie or whatever he was called. Ronald or whatever his name is, but do you not feel like in his head he was, he saw a kid that was in a vulnerable situation as he was, and he was trying to be better by giving him books and actually giving him food as well because he was a neglected child, and he in his head he was almost like his savior, his hero, and it only went down, shit only went down south, and he only exposed him to stuff when he literally didn't have a choice, and he actually saw him do some dodgy shit. Yeah. And then I've got to beg the question as well. Now we know um, who was the bookstore owner. What's his name? We just call him Old Man. Okay, he had a stroke. I do. You, do you both think Joe caused it? Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely <laughs> did to take Joe over. Did he did it. Of course, yeah. he did. Um, uh, that's what I think as well. Uh, but obviously, the old man doesn't know, so he must have done it in some sort of conniving way. And I think we'll find out. How he did it as well. I yeah, think I, medication might have helped. Yeah, I think it's Mr. Mooney, right? Yeah, mm. yeah. So I think it's going to take a while to. Uh, yeah, Mr. Mooney is better <laughs> than old man. Yeah, so um, I think that's. I think, like you said, I think he's probably he probably doesn't even know. He's probably read a book to try and paralyze him, you know, and and, and done it, you know. But we're yeah. we're 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 guessing here. But obviously, Nina, I wanted to talk to you about the effect on. Of, of Joe on her on Beck's friends because that was the ba- that was then the main driver wasn't it in, during the middle part of the show mm. Peach versus Peach versus Joe and Peach herself also being a crazy stalker mm-hmm. and a very yeah. mean girl a very horrible person yeah um, I just think um, power and privilege right um, but what I found really bizarre about this was like he clearly knew that she didn't like him 
He clearly knew that he was completely out of his depth in terms of having nothing in common with these girls. Because see, they used to sit there having a girly night, drinking wine, and he'd be sat in the corner. Like, to me, that is weird. As a friend, I would be like, why the fuck have you brought him along? As the girlfriend, I'd be like, why is he here? Does that make sense? Like, why am I bringing him to a girly night? I found that whole setup really strange to begin with. And, um... It was literally a battle of um, two very, very strong, egotistical control freaks. I felt like she was very manipulative. Um, I felt like she just wanted full power and control. I felt like she... That's why I think they they bumped um, bumped heads quite a lot and they conflicted a lot because they were pretty much the same person, um, except for the fact that she was probably more direct and a bit more open with her forcefulness. Maybe not with her stalking. He's the one that figured out that she was a stalker. But in terms of having control and being manipulative, I felt like she was definitely more out in the open with it. Like she was literally just a mean girl, right? Mm. I think what it was, we think they're both the same because we actually get into Joe's head. But you've got to remember none of these none of these girls do. So obviously we know what Joe's like. They don't know what Joe's like. However, where you know a peach actually comes out and says it. So I think we know they're both the same person, but we just we we understand Joe a bit better than these characters. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, I, I just think, I, I personally think she's as bad. She's just basically a knit girl, isn't she? She's a knit girl that wants to control her friend circle, be the best, be the most powerful, be the most popular, be the best looking, be the best dressed. I am rich, so therefore I'm naturally just better than all of you. And kind of patronising as well with, like, giving money and offering money and things. Always. And, yeah, you know, there was a, it was almost like a, a, hierarchy, a yeah. hierarchy of power in friendship. Yeah, she was trying to give sense. opportunity as well to, to, to Beck, you know, she was trying to get people to help her out. But then the big thing was how she almost destroyed the other friend's life with, uh, with oh, the social yeah, media because, stuff. Because she posted a picture that she did not like. Just because, just because she posted a picture she didn't like, just because of that. I just thought, holy shit, that is, that is awful, you know? So, uh, the power of social media destruction also, you know, is shown in the, in the show. Where you can really, really, um, really she sabotage someone. James one as well, don't she? The the slightly um the slightly chubbier one, you know, kept calling her fat and things. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, again, I met somebody with very low self esteem, which is quite alarming because you know she's actually a very very stunning girl. Has on paper you would think has everything, but the one thing that she doesn't have, or the one like thing that she can't express, is the fact that she's um. I don't know, is she, is she bi, is she gay? We don't know, but we know she's got, obviously, um, you know, there's some strong sexual attraction. Well, she's definitely bi. Her. She's definitely bi because yeah. she likes boys yeah. as well. So she, she's totally besotted. Does she like boys? Does she like boys? Maybe. I, I'm sure there, there was references to her having, having boyfriends. Yeah, she, she, um, she kind of got um, got with that Raj guy. Was he called Raj? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, did yeah. She with him? Or did she get, did she get with him? That's the question. Um, I think it's safe to assume they did, but I think the the key was here that she really wants to she really wants to get with her. <laughs> That's the key here. I think that she really wants to get with with Beck, and yeah. he found out, and and then he and he confronts her on it because obviously the laptop stuff was hilarious, wasn't it? They really nicks the laptop. How he like steals stuff and hides and gets back in. I mean. We could talk about Joe for the full hour, couldn't we? Really? Yeah. We really I'm, could. I'm going to tell you who Joe is, right? 
and I, we've all experienced, well, every lady I know has probably experienced a Joe. Joe is the type of guy who slips into girls' DMs, right, and messages them, says, hey, how you doing, babe, whatever, and the minute she doesn't respond, starts calling her effing this and effing that. That's the type of guy, in my opinion, Joe is, and I think every woman has experienced that kind of guy. Self-proclaimed nice guy, thinks he's good for her, etc., but then obviously goes off on one <laughs> when he finds out that she's not interested. And I think that's what Joe is trying to justify that he is good for he is good for Beck, but obviously he's not. Absolutely, I think he summed summed that up pretty well. And uh, to be fair, though, he did leave her alone afterwards when she when she dumped him. He did, did leave he? her. He did. He did leave her alone, didn't he? He left yeah. her alone for three months and found another girl. Yeah, yeah. He but did. he was he he was on social media. He was checking her out. Yeah, she was checking him out too, though. Yeah, true. That's true. So it was a bit of a boat two way, and then that's Basically, I think that's... it was it was a show filled with fucked up people because she yeah. had a lot of skeletons in her closet. Sure, as well. Surely, though, Nim, that's normal. Though, once you break up with someone, that kind of stuff happens, right? You do go and check how they're getting up. Initially, that initial period, and it takes time to just move on. I think people do that. That's normal. See how much weight they've gained? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Stuff like that, and I think it's a nice way to move into. I mean. We could talk about Peach as well. We'll, we'll get there. But back then, what a what a flawed person, Nin. Uh, as in, he does go mental over, loves her. But I thought she was incredibly flawed from episode one. You know, needy and uh... she, she was a cheap. She put her friends before her own goals. Um, she was a scatterbrain. She was at that guy's beck and call. Um, he didn't really respect her. I mean, all the all the analysis that he made of her was pretty accurate. That this guy to give a fuck about you, you know, he was absolutely spot on with all his analysis. Um, you know, the fact that he'd go off cheating and she'd still sleep with him, and you know, things like that. She was actually very, very frustrating and exhausting as a person. And I just thought, my God, you must really like her because there were so many red flags with her, like telling him when her dad's dead when he actually wasn't. You know, having the secret rendezvous with him and she was just a really and you know hooking up with random guys and then getting really drunk and not believing in herself she was basically there was a lot of self-loathing i found i think um did, did we manage to find out how, how old she was i mean because late uh, 20s right late, late 20s i'd say late 20s early 20s what did you say late gags what would you say i'd say mid i'd say mid 20s okay let Let's say she's 20-something, right? Mm. Now, I don't know how long it takes for people to kind of understand where they're going in in life, but for me, I think it's probably something that you grow out of. Now, I think Joe was trying – Joe obviously saw all of this, and he said, look, this is is what you're doing wrong, etc. But you're supposed to allow someone to figure stuff out themselves. I think – I know we're being harsh on Beck, but – this is what a lot of people are like. You know, they find guys who are wrong for them. Um, they don't understand. They don't have the same circle of friends. Let's be honest. How many of us have the same circle of friends as we did 10 years ago? Like hardly any of us, right? Um, we don't have the same career as we did 10 years ago because we understand which way, which path we're going down. And I think Beck, I think she was very, very flawed, but a lot of us are flawed at that age. And I think I've got to add that. Just to stick up for her, stick up for someone for 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 a change. Yeah, fair enough. I I think 
you can say she was just naive, you know. And if she's mid twenties, early, um, I suppose if she's a teenager, you could you could understand it a little bit more. But then she's not exactly had a great childhood herself, you know, and stuff like that. So she's been through quite a rough, rough thing in terms of herself. So you can see what why a person goes off the rails um, with that. And then obviously, same with Joe, why someone becomes who they are because of what they've gone through themselves. Normally, they say anyone who's a serial killer and stuff has had a real bad upbringing or 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 kind of i mean stuff of the stuff the stuff that's been on netflix what were the shows last year and the serial killer stuff shows on netflix last year the really good ones oh god i've forgotten making a murder no 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 there was another one i don't know if you got to watch it in the how end how to get away with murder i don't know i don't watch any of them it was really good though and it kind of shows you that the the, the one that they were interview, interviewing in the show he kind of yeah all the stuff he was doing to people was from some abuse that he had got when he was younger, so similar, and he just takes that out on other people. So it kind of, it kind of just, you know, snowballs for people. You know, with Beck though, Gags mm-hmm. and um, Iqbal, um, I want to get your thoughts on this. It felt like to me, like just watching it and just reflection now, because hindsight is a wonderful thing. But as a personality trait, she was somebody who I felt was, um, again, um, very insecure very unsure of herself yeah. and she'd rather hold on to these relationships even though they were no good for her even though like she wants to be a writer she should be she should be hanging out with writers right aspiring writers you know so you can kind of bounce off each other better each other you know you, you hang out with a certain circle of friends that you who inspire you who motivate you and i felt like she just held on to certain relationships where they maybe had nothing in common even the boy that 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 rich you know a boy that had, you know, who was born into power and privilege, she was just there for the sake of having something rather than like mm. being yeah. alone popular, and figuring it out for it herself. Popular for her. It was just mm. popular for her, and her friends weren't really that interested in her career. And I think Joe yeah. was the first one that tried to encourage her, kind yeah, of thing. I agree. But um, yeah, she she was all over the show. She was she was a cheater as well. She was uh, Iqbal. She was hardly an angel. I'll tell you something. I didn't like. I didn't like her. Do you know what? I thought I'd stand up for her there, but uh, to be honest, I didn't like her. I didn't care when anyone died. That's the thing. Like he, his first, like for me, I think the one thing about Joe is, is something that we all feel as such is to go with your gut instinct. Obviously, we don't go to the extremes that he does, but to always follow your gut instinct. Like for example, when she was when she was sleeping with the psychiatrist. His initial thought was, yes, they are, but he kind of went against his gut to actually think, actually, no, she's not doing that. And she, no, she wasn't a saint. She wasn't, you know, like for me, I would have gone off her by episode two if I was Joe. Like if that was me in real life and I found out somebody that I was dating, even if it's one or two dates, was hooking up with someone from Tinder. I, w- I would be out of there straight away. I'd be like, actually, I'm not. I'm gonna ghost you. That's it. I'm done. Like, I ain't gonna contact you again. But obviously, this guy's this guy's a bit of a psycho himself, isn't he? He was, and I mean, the big the big thing was when she cheated on him with her psychiatrist after right. after everything. I mean, obviously, she's she's then she loves her friends, isn't she? So that's all she knew. Like you said, she was over trusting with them. Uh, and then one tries to kill herself, uh, suicide and stuff, and is faking it. Uh, she doesn't believe, uh, Joe. And then in the end, she dies because Joe kills her. Uh, but she gets over that by cheating on, on Joe. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> like, 
It's just yeah. odd. It's really bizarre. I, again, I just think she was just a massive scatterbrain. Didn't know what she wanted. I, I feel like um, he felt like he was emotionally connected to her. Like he he genuinely thought that he had some kind of connection. But I feel like there was maybe no emotional contact connection from her part. And um, I just feel like even though she said, did she when she tell she loved him all the second time round, right? So the first time round, I just feel like he was just um a support. I don't know, like a pastime. Yeah, support system. Yeah, I think yeah, because um uh, that guy had gone ghosted on her. Obviously we know that he was murdered, but he disappeared off the face of the earth and how convenient then she becomes open to this relationship just for the sake of having a relationship. That's what it felt like to me. Because mm. mm. she didn't want to be alone. And then she gets obsessed with him, Iqbal as well, and she starts to stalk him when she finds out from, you know, his yeah. his his second ex uh, yeah. that he's not all there. He was actually very likable, by the way, and I'm yeah. glad nothing bad happened she, to her. She was likable because she was mature, right? Yeah. yeah. Now, she's the kind of person that has had the struggles Bex had and got out of it on the other side and has no flaws, has zero flaws. Joe basically had nothing to fix there and that's why he, I, I didn't see him getting on with her because he's one of them people that would try to fix someone for example Karen didn't need him in his life in her life right and that's probably the reason why he didn't like her because he could have left at any minute and she'd still be all right whereas yeah. Beck it's as if oh I want I want to be there I'm the one who's going to fix I'm the one who's going to like it's all self-centered. It's it's powered, you know. It's power, mm. and I think I I did like Karen, but that reminds me of somebody who's extremely mature, who understands relationships, understands people, and I think out of everyone, she was probably the best character. But we we just didn't see enough of her. Um, but obviously, she wasn't as flawed, so she's not as entertaining. No, no, not at all. She's too normal for him, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly. So let's go on to the end of these two, the, you know, the, basically Beck's journey here. Uh, just, just, I, I think it all, it all comes to a head when she finds uh, a Paco actually inadvertently grasses <laughs> up on, on his best mate. Oh gosh. I thought that was really good actually. But, um, I, I you know, he hides everything, uh, in the toilet above, above the ceiling. And the phone's there, the teeth are there, Nin. Oh, my God, everything is there. Her underwear. Oh, yeah, you're right. Everything was there. It reminded me of, of Dexter. If you've watched Dexter, he keeps all of his kills in a box. So he takes a blood sample of everyone he's ever killed and keeps them all in a box. And it just reminded me so much of that. And Like, the mind of an actual serial killer is to actually keep going back to where, or, or just something that reminds them of the killing, and you know, it keeps everything together, and it's it's quite that's quite nice to see actually a good good ending. Yeah, and then he goes mental with her, doesn't he, and sticks her into the the torture chamber or whatever it is. And I thought that was quite interesting the 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 dialogue then between them whilst they were down there. I thought that was interesting then, and then how it all switches. <laughs> he gets in and she gets out. You see, the way, I, the way I thought thought it was going to end, um, I honestly thought he was going to stitch her up as the murderer because she had ties with everyone. Remember, she was at Peach's house when she died. She was with Benji. Um, who else died? There's a few others that died, surely. 
Or was it was it just them two? No, them two and uh, and Ron, uh, the 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 neighbors, the neighbors. What's it called? Lover. Partner. Yeah. So like she had ties with everyone. I thought, look, someone's gonna come in. They're gonna see Beck. They're gonna see him in the in the torture chamber, and like and basically say, oh, like she's the killer. And I thought that's how it was gonna end because that way we would have kept Beck alive. But obviously it didn't. And he had a spare key, didn't he? In, in the um in the uh, cabinet, whatever. Yeah, which is funny because no one else even like you know tried to rummage through anything in there and could have got out. (laughs) He he knew he had a key and he was just acting the whole, that whole time. You know, he was acting that whole time, which just shows how sly he was. And Paco doesn't let her out. Doesn't let her out. You can understand why though, right? Because um, he's just killed the problem in his his life. life. Yeah. And if they, if he gets, you know, he's basically sold himself as a saviour. Because all he sees is this guy that gives me food when my mum doesn't feed me, when no, my mum beats, you know, yeah. when my mum's knocked out and he gives me books and he's got rid of the abusive man in my mum's life that was a ball and chain because he was in, he had no intention of killing him. He, that was the only good kill he did, by the way, people, because when his mother, Paco's mother said, I can't get rid of him because he will call social services and they'll take my boy from me. That was the only good kill that he, he made, in my opinion. Yeah, if you remember when Paco was at the top of the stairs and Beck was speaking to him, she didn't. The only her exact words were, "Let me out. He's a murderer." Now, obviously, yes. Paco doesn't know. Paco doesn't know who he's murdered. All he knows is he's, he's killed his uh, stepdad or whatever, or his mum's partner. So he's obviously thinking it's it's that one. It's obviously it's him that she's talking about. And obviously, I'm involved. I'm involved. So no, I'm not going to let you out. Um, I'm gonna just walk away. So um, that was it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, is there anything else to add on their on their relationship, these two, or or, or their story, or should we move on to just any other characters that you want to cover? I I found her very weak and pathetic. Like when Pete, <laughs> no, just double no, throating in. No, no. When Pete confronted Joe about the book and said you're a thief, and there was no proof of it, and she just let her roast him. And then she was like, keep me out of it, keep me out of it. Like, I just found it a very, very uncomfortable situation. First of all, the fact that your friend can speak to your partner like that, which means, as Joe should think, well, hang on a minute, if she's allowed to speak to me like that, it means that Beck doesn't respect me. Or she she talks about me behind my back in a certain way that her friends think it's okay to speak to me like that. I've been accused of stealing something. Granted, he did, but it wasn't there. And the fact that then she didn't look at a friend and say, you were out of order there because yeah, you didn't steal anything. You know, that fucked me off a little. <laughs> we're not Joe. Like, Joe's not an ordinary sort of guy. Like, let's be honest, if it was me, there's, like you said, red flags everywhere. You know, cheating, there's talking to you, the hiding of the phone. Like, she wasn't, you know, like, there's certain things that, you think actually wait a minute what are you doing here and you just kind of get out of there don't you but look joe's not a normal guy <laughs> joe thinks that he can fix people uh, and obviously he can't and i just ended up killing her right mm. yeah i'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. He did end up killing it. I mean, is there any of the characters you want to talk about? Peach, maybe a little oh, bit more? Yeah. You know who else I had an issue with? Her two other dumb friends. Oh, my right? God. So, so she told them that his ex-girlfriend went missing off the face of the earth. No no social media, no nothing. Just disappeared. Poof, gone. Like Kaiser Soze, right? Yeah. And then she gets murdered. And obviously, the Peach. way it plays is... Yeah. The, no, no, not Peach. Beck gets murdered. Yeah. Right? And it's framed on another guy. But they didn't think for a second... When she went missing, hang on a minute, this guy that she dated, his ex-girlfriend went missing once upon a time. Like, I don't understand how they can't question that maybe it's not as straightforward or as simplistic as that. I just, they infuriate me, the fact oh, that they've not they questioned it. But he did really well to tell them that she cheated on him with with her psychiatrist, remember? Mm. Yeah, and then when he gets when he gets blamed for it because the story she writes, she actually writes the story herself in the box, and puts it all on the psychiatrist. Now he uses that, he uses that and publishes it, but but basically, that is what I, convinces I like them the to. PI in all this because when he read that, he just went bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> obviously the PI is going to have a big role to play in the yeah in in the, in the second season, you know. And continue to follow him, but yeah, I mean, any any other characters, um, Iqbal? Uh, to be honest, no. <laughs> Good, yeah. I think mean, I think mean, Peach really we covered, haven't I we? She was. I love the fact that he kept all this hidden from his work colleague. You know, the uh, again the other, yeah. another character that I really liked. Yeah, he's good, but we just didn't see enough of him. But there was you could like or dislike about him, to be honest. Just like a normal average yeah. Joe, right? Yeah. Bad, bad um, choice of name, I know. Because <laughs> I'm nothing but average. He was not average, that Joe. No, there's nothing average. Well, so, just that, I'm just looking forward to uh, seeing who's going to be in the second season. So I'm actually going to be rooting for someone, hopefully, but I, I, I just don't know at the minute. Yeah, I just hope that the, the, the female that he's stalking is a bit stronger than the last one, as in not as flawed, maybe. Uh, it'd be more interesting, I think, if if it was someone that you can really root for to beat him. But uh, what did you think of? Let's. We've got a filmmaker on, so we've got to ask the question: 
What did you think of the show in terms of how it was directed and the pacing of it all and everything, the writing, everything that you'd probably look at when you do your own films? I've watched some of your stuff and I really enjoyed it. So what did you what did you think of? of um... And soundtrack too, because I thought the music was pretty good. Mm. I, loved, I loved everything about it. I think I think the direction was, was fantastic. The writing was great. I thought um, there were many storylines going on, but that's, that's what happens in TV shows. Uh, the cinematography, I loved how it um it went to vignette so when he was sort of like in a dream mode you'd find that the edges were were sort of in uh, dreamy and when he was thinking of beck or candace from the past it you kind of understood it was from the past so sometimes they'd just walk into a room and it just fade and the color grade would change and you would end up seeing um candace there talking to him and you'd see a bit of the past and their arguments and it like raise questions um I thought all in all, um, that was done splendidly. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why I stuck with it because I, I wasn't, like I mentioned, I wasn't necessarily engrossed in the actual story itself. It was more the actual, um, the visuals, the narration, the sound. I thought everything was really well done. I can't knock it for that. I can't knock it. Um, just the actual premise itself, I think, is a little far-fetched. But then again, so so many TV shows. Yeah, I mean, Game of Thrones, let's, uh, let's, let's just, it's all <laughs> fantasy really, isn't it? And it's all, but it's supposed to be, um, entertaining, which this was. And I think you've nailed everything there in terms of, in terms of what you thought of it. I, I, I agree with you. I think if it was shit and it wasn't, it was modern for me, it was something modern for me in terms of they were using phones and they were using screens and stuff on the screen, everything, the way they were doing stuff was, I like that. I like having the, the whole, part of social you know what i found really interesting as well the fact that you know new york big fucking massive city yeah millions of people and he managed to pinpoint and locate her yeah yeah but that, that's possible that is obviously possible right social With, media yeah yeah that just freaks me media. out yes well that's what we want to talk about i mean i think we've covered a little bit of it the, the power of social media and how dangerous it is iqbal well yeah i mean this is the reason why i don't post when i'm on holiday because like they know I'm not at home and it might get robbed. Like, for example, like stuff like that. I mean, you should never post, but people do it all the time. They, um, they post on the, yeah. <laughs> Says the guy. So I, I've just been doing that. No, <laughs> Luckily, my parents were home, so I was all right. Yeah, exactly. But like people, they put, oh, I'm at the airport seven days in Magaluf or whatever. Mate, there's someone around your house right now breaking in. Like, stop it. Like, stop it, mate. Um, but like stuff like that where, you know, you'd be like, you go to work at certain times, people post it. People post a lot of stuff about themselves on social media, about their friends. They even tag their friends in it so you can stalk the friends, understand who the friends are. If you don't like the friends, then do you know what I mean? Like, it's just certain stuff like that. And I think it's very, very dangerous in this day and age because you just never know who's looking at it. You just never know mm-hmm. who's looking at it. So, I mean, I think you've got to be quite wary of that. Very, very, very well very well put i think that's exactly what the show is showing you as well in terms of everything she did he was able to just pinpoint what she was doing who she was talking to she tagged herself in every location as well right it was mental and i think that's why when he had his when he had her phone even when he'd killed he was posting stuff wasn't he He was tagging he was tagging where he was (laughs) like because it had gps on the phone as well so it was like tagging everything so it was like it was it was relevant. So imagine if he didn't tag it, 
everyone would be like, wait a minute, she tags everything. So, like, he was tagging everything. It was quite funny. Yeah, every single thing, wherever she went, whatever she did. And it's, it's, it just shows that you, you, you're basically susceptible to anything in this day and age. If you get on the wrong side of somebody as well, it can be, you can be a victim for, for anyone. And that's quite scary when it comes to doing a TV show. <laughs> that's quite <laughs> scary. You kind of think, shit, I need to protect people. Uh, I got kids here. So I'm going to like, no, just stay off Facebook. You know what I mean? Mm. Things like that. You just don't want them to go anywhere near. That type of social media, just stick with your friends in, in Snapchat groups and WhatsApp groups and that's fine, but everything else, stay it's away. clever about social media. Like, obviously, I post on Instagram and things and, you but know. But you've got a um, private account, so you're, you're not yeah, too bad. Yeah, I've, I've got a private account, but really, like, it, what do you really know about me? Like, aside from the fact that on my Insta stories, I'm constantly at the gym, what exactly do you know about me aside from the fact that I just post a lot of selfies without putting my location, without putting where I am? You could be clever about it. Yeah. You don't know who I'm chilling with. You don't know where I am with who doing what. Yeah. All you see is either an outfit picture or my face. Food. See food. Lots of food. <laughs> lots and lots of food. Yeah. Yeah. Golden State. Do, do you tag the restaurants and the takeaways and stuff? No, she, no, she doesn't. No, do you, oh, okay. Yeah, she's never quite... Was- She's quite good like that. I, I, I tag, I tag places in Jalandhar, which was fun, but that was it. Um, yeah, if you want to come and find me in, in India, yeah, come, come along. Yeah, that's folks. it, gags. I'm gonna lick your phone, gonna start stalking you. What <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is I know everything. <laughs> right. Any other business, folks, in terms of the show? Uh, was there anything else I you wanted? I think we should tell people at the end what we're all watching. Okay, fine. Let's do that. I mean, uh, over, overall, though, you enjoyed it. That's the the way, what we have to give it is a final verdict. And whether you're looking forward to season two, Iqbal. Look, we asked ask Iqbal, what does he make of Candice? Is she a figment of his imagination? Is she real? Because I said I, that to you, didn't I? I said he was. She was. She might be just in his yeah. imagination. Okay, so first of all, I thought you know because of the color grade, and you you notice how everything changes and it goes back to the beginning. The colour grade actually changes in the end scene. I didn't notice that when I first watched it. And I looked back at it and I thought, actually, it does actually change. But then again, it's the same colour grade as when he first met Beck. So I don't know if she's real or not. And I think that's going to be good to kind of work out. I do think she's real. I don't think she's dead. I mean, we've not heard him say that he killed her. We don't figure it out. But then again, Karen, his ex-partner... I think something's gone down there with, with Joe and Karen where she's kind of figured something out, which is why it was easy for her to leave. I think she kind of figured it out. Um, so I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to watching the second season Yeah, a if, little more than I was the first season. If, if Candice is alive, then she's probably tipped off Karen or been in touch with her at some point. Um, but that, 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 that is all. I think she might be just one of those things. They've tried to finish the show. They didn't know whether it was going to go for a season two. So they've kind of put that in and and it could end up just being a dream when he wakes up the next one. But the actual showrunner herself did say that in the book, she'd actually died in the book, but they've brought her back to life in the season just to give it more substance. Right. and And for you to go back. Uh, into the into the past of Joe's uh, uh, Joe's past, so I think the show 
I think she is alive. Um, Interestingly, be- they're moving away from New York in season two as well. They're going to LA. So oh. it's very interesting to see what, what's going Where on Paco with that. will be. Yeah. So he's moving to Paco stays. You see Paco and his mom stay in the show. So the three of them, uh, he's going to join Paco in LA uh, for season two. So that's where it's going to be set. So he, he needs to get away from, from, from New York. Will, will Candice be a factor? Will it, will, do they come to an agreement? Who knows? I mean, that's going to be really interesting. What that's happened? why it feeds to me. Yeah, what can happen to the bookstore? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Maybe he leaves, it, leaves it with Ethan and and blo- 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 and and locks the the, the the downstairs forever. So uh, <laughs> yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Anyway, anyway, season two being developed by Netflix. Netflix now the primary owner or at least developer producer of this show no more will it be on uh, lifetime who have lost out big time and it looks like netflix have got a blockbuster on their hands so yeah folks make sure you watch season two we'll be probably covering it when it does come out later this year uh, and we oh, i hope definitely enjoyed it i thought it was really something interesting something different and uh, i hope you enjoyed the the analysis from both of these what we're going to do before we go and we are over time now is just talk about what we're what we're uh, watching because I know someone is absolutely desperate to tell <laughs> everyone what she's watching because she's found a new show and she might not get to talk about it on, on the box so she wants to talk about it now. <laughs> uh, I read her like a book, <laughs> like a book. Well, you know what? It's something that I came across <laughs> all by myself, not a gag's recommendation. Once upon a time, if you love things like Outlander, time travel, if you're into fairy tale characters or just book tale characters. Um, time travel, it's awesome. Um, kind of reminds me of Stranger Things as well. It's just adventure, easy watch, so good. It's got Robert Carlyle, need I say anymore? And of course, it's got, it's got Beckin as well, as Gag said. Um, she plays Anna, really good. I said I can't watch big shows because I have commitment issues. I watched one season and then I realised there's seven seasons and 22 episodes in each one. I'm currently on season four. Wow. Fucking hell. Yeah, you yeah, have. Talk to me, people. Do not disturb. You have been quiet. Been quiet yeah. on social media. Yeah, she's been very quiet on WhatsApp as well. So I've been like, huh? So I've just left her to it. She's just fucking binge watching a show. What the fuck? Uh, what's Nina up to now at the moment? Oh, she's just watching Once Upon a Time. <laughs> Next three weeks, that's where she is. What the fuck? Yeah, so I highly recommend people. I think too many people are sleeping on it. Um. Yeah. Okay. What 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 about yourself, uh, Iqbal? Uh, what are you watching? I've just finished watching The Punisher season two, which I, th- I thoroughly enjoyed. Actually, I thought um, it was a little. It had two storylines going off uh, together at the same time, which could be a little confusing. But I thought they brought. I think thought it was done well. Um, that was good. And then just the, the regulars like Better Call Saul, which was finished now. I thought. That was absolutely fantastic. Um, I also love like slow burners such as uh, you might not have heard Seven Seconds on Netflix, which is a fantastic show about um, a little black kid who gets uh, killed by uh, four racist white cops and they basically try to cover it up. So I would definitely recommend going to watch that. And is that a movie or a, or a show? TV show. It's a one-off, 10 episodes on Netflix. Um, seven seconds it's called um so yeah i'd I'd watch that definitely um but nothing nothing much i'll i'll take your recommendations as well as to what i should watch what should i watch once upon a time 
All right, okay. I don't think I'm. I don't think I have the patience for seven series of. <laughs> no, no, no. Don't don't watch. Don't watch seven seconds. I mean, sorry, not seven seconds. Don't watch Once Upon a Time. What the hell? That's just craziness. Listen, have I ever recommended anything bad? Oh, exactly. Yes, yes, you have. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> I'm not currently watching Luther. I'm watching Luther at the moment, which is good. Uh, uh, what was the other one? That's that's by. Um, um, what was it? Duty? Oh Jesus! Line of Duty. Have you seen right. that? The it's the British one, isn't it? Yeah. With Tandy Newton, is it? Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah, I think I've seen I've seen episodes, but I don't know. I've never really got into it, to be honest. Yeah, I it was it was um it was fantastic. All seasons were fantastic of that. I can't wait for season five. So I binged that uh before Christmas. Luther have just started with seen season one. Really enjoyed that as well. Uh, so those those two are definitely shows that are I was that that are, that have piqued my interest. Um, I'm watching This Is Us that, as it happens. That is in America. Um, what was the other one? A Million Little Things is very good as well. That I'm watching. So those those two shows. This Is Us is is a special a special special show. It's one of those that I think. How can you watch all these shows all at once? Like my head would explode. Well, they're only one episode a week. You see, I I got the different. Yeah, and the no, different. I'm I'm committed like that. I give no, one no, thing no. my full attention. No, oh, no, yeah, no. The other thing I watch, I watch um, the Good Doctor, which is fantastic. Anything with the good in, I'm just off nowadays. <laughs> There's too many things with the good. Something. They're, they're gonna do a new show, guys. It's called the Good Podcaster. Yeah, then I'll watch that one. <laughs> Definitely. But yeah, everything else with the good is just like nah, fuck that. But <laughs> but that's fair enough. That's another recommendation for you folks. The good uh, the good doctor. Um, what else? I'm really. Bal, really enjoyed your insight. Oh, thank you. Thanks for having me. Honestly, it's um, it's a pleasure, and hopefully, I'll be back to do some more. Absolutely, you will, mate. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm really, really looking forward to the Game of Thrones, and uh, yes. we are going to be doing lots and lots of Game of Thrones shows. And John Wick. Uh, that's not a TV show. So we will be we will be doing a lot of Game of Thrones stuff coming up to uh, April when it when it's back. I will be rewatching Game of Thrones starting from next week with the missus, who who is that's the only. US show she likes and uh, she's willing to watch it all back again so we are going to start doing uh, shows on covering seasons 1 to 7 again and other little bits and pieces theories, previews and then when it's out, weekly episodes on the show as well so yeah, there's going to be so much coverage on On The Box I think this is a year of TV and especially especially, um, especially Game of Thrones I just I love that show so I just wanted to let everybody know that we're going to be doing that I'm sure both of these two will be involved in some of those shows as well so uh yeah big cast from AI will be looking at Game of Thrones thank you once again Iqbal uh well done on your debut thank you very much thanks for having me gags no no worries and then well yeah standard nonsense really <laughs> I've got a confession to make. Actually, they watch the show. I'm a <laughs> I just winged it all. <laughs> Wikipedia. Yeah, she just <laughs> she just read the synopsis and that was it. Right, so that's it for us. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with on the box uh, very very soon. Look out for maybe. I think we're gonna try and do a Punisher show soon. I think Cousy and Connors. 
uh, are going to join me on that one. And then the Game of Thrones stuff will be starting as well. Lots to look forward to on the box. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.